Hello there, and welcome to Here For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir, and today is Thursday, April 9th. So as you know, we are here for you to offer comfort and support during this scary and uncertain time, and we also want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddory at gmail.com or call us at 781-591-0390. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to, if you have any questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions. We want to hear it all. We are also going to be doing a special episode on pregnancy and COVID-19. So if you are pregnant or you are a healthcare provider for pregnant people or you are a partner to a pregnant person or you in any way have a connection to pregnancy right now, we want to hear from you. So please do reach out. With that said, Kate. Hello. Tell me what's been going on in your life. You know, I am at the point where I might have to start saying same old, same old, Dory. Same Mm. old shit, different day. Um, I kind of had the same thought. (laughs) It's like, you know, there is a a Groundhog Day element to everything right now. Yeah. Again, like, I'm really grateful, like, no one is sick in my home. So, like, I'm glad it's, uh, there's a part of me that's like, great. If it's just another day of this, like, I will take it. Um. So I I was like, what am I, what have I been up to? What am I feeling? And I will tell you, I did order. I think it's, I think it's on here for you. And honestly, on our other podcast for forever 35, I have talked about my desire to find a game. I want to find a game to play a video game. And I ordered the Nintendo switch game, animal crossing, I am like desperately awaiting its arrival. Like I, pay, I paid for expedited, ex- expedited, expedited. Ay, ay, ay. I paid for expedited shipping because I was like, uh, oh my gosh, yeah, it wasn't. You're not, you're not, you're not joking around. <laughs> no, here. I need, I need something. Like Wait, I'm can desperate. I, can I ask a question? Indeed, Matt, my husband has a Switch, but I have barely played it can you only play it with physical games i thought you could download games you can download games but there was a reason my husband suggested i not do that i think like i think it takes up um like actual hard drive space or something he was like just order it so i just ordered it but i don't i don't know what the logic is some there are certain things with like that kind of stuff where i'm just like oh i'll do whatever this this dude that i live with tells me to do so just got it okay but I think Got you're it. right. I think you could just download it. Um, okay. But anyway, I am do you know? Do you know when it's going to arrive? Today. <gasps> so dun, hopefully dun, dun. by the time we record our next Here For You episode, I will have at least sampled Animal Crossing. I hope it doesn't disappoint. I'm kind of putting all my eggs in this basket here that this is going to be like the escape I need. Well, that's appropriate because Easter is this Sunday. Appropriate because of animals? No, you put all your eggs in one oh, basket. Eggs. Oh, my God, Dory, my eggs. brain. Eggs. Yeah, eggs. <laughs> baskets. Yeah. Easter eggs. baskets. Easter. No, no, I get it. Easter egg hunts. I mean, I'm there. Yep, I'm now yep, there. Yep. It took me a minute mm-hmm. because of nope. animals. Did you hear me? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not sleeping great um, also oh. right now this week, and that's normally not an issue for me, but I've been having a hard time, like, um, going to sleep on time and then I'm having a hard time staying asleep. I, I wake up a lot in the middle of the night, like every hour mm. and, and I'm just kind of, I don't, 
I was having a weird anxiety spiral last night, not about coronavirus, but about something I did when I was 19. So like, I don't, oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I just am a little bit like, I, I think the, the, just the general stress of the situation is kind of leaking out of me in various different ways. Um, yeah. Which I'm just, you know, like I'm trying uh, I'm trying to observe and also like we are in a nice situation where like if I don't sleep all night one night like it'll be okay the next day you know my kids can just hang out watch tv and I can take a nap Mm -hmm. so Mm and all in all like it's all good it's all good I've been waking up early which is also annoying I've noticed that because I've seen some emails and messages come through from you in the early end. Is that at all related to your son waking up early or is it just your body is just snapping into place? I think it's just my body. This morning, it's not clear. He was up very early and he might have woken me up and I didn't realize it because he likes to... um, stand in his crib and like rock the crib back and forth so that it bangs against the wall. Sure, why not? I do that. <laughs> so that's a little loud. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Today I woke up at like 5.30. Yesterday, I think I woke up at like 4. And then like couldn't fall back asleep. But then like fell back asleep for like 20 minutes. I don't know. It, it, I don't have trouble falling asleep, thankfully. But I have been waking up early and just been like, well, guess it's time to look at the news. Which doesn't exactly put you back to sleep no no gosh no the second you're tapped into that news it's um, yeah yeah it's all over yeah 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 so then (sighs) where are in addition to just having this kind of tiredness dealing with an early morning what else is going on with you well so Passover started last night we're recording this on Wednesday, so it's starting tonight. But when people hear this, it will have started last night. Um, I'm doing a couple of satyrs over Zoom. I'm not leading them. I'm participating in them um, tonight and tomorrow. But like, I didn't even get it together to even get the materials I need for a satyr plate. Although I realize I do have a lot of them. Um, a friend is supposed to be bring supposed to be bringing over some matzah and some other Passover items later today. Um, so I will have some, um, I'm feeling like a little, I think I'm feeling a little melancholy about the holiday. Yeah. yeah. You know, is, is it, um, because you cannot actually gather with friends yeah. and family right now? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I missed it last year because I was, I was either about to go into labor or had, or, you know, about to go in the hospital to have Henry or I, I forget. It was like very close to my due date and so I didn't celebrate Passover last year and I was kind of looking forward to being able to celebrate it this year with Henry and like now you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make him sit in front of a zoom you know for (laughs) two hours (laughs) so um yeah you know I I really like Passover it's a great holiday it brings people together around a meal which is you know, the best kind of holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, It's essentially like the Jewish Thanksgiving with the added narrative of escaping slavery, the Red Sea parting and wandering through the desert. You know, the huge, the huge. I love, I love Passover. I was, I got to celebrate it because my kids went to a Jewish preschool. So I, I learned all about it and it's, it's wait. And didn't you come to our Seder? Yes. And I like to invite myself to Seder's like I love a Seder 
And yes, I did come to a Seder at your house. I've been to a lot of children's Seders. We have Passover plates in our house still. Um, I mean, again, listen, I'm not Jewish, so I do not celebrate the holiday, but I do just like to weasel my way in. But I, I can imagine it must be, it seems like a holiday that is filled with people and to not actually get to have it in person yeah. this year it must feel especially devastating and really hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Um, yeah, I bet. And also, like, my husband's not Jewish, so it's kind of on me. So I feel kind of sad about it. What are the the Zoom satyrs that you're taking part in? Who are they? Are they all friends? Is one with family members? So my mom just forwarded me an invite to the Zoom satyr of, like, the they go to the same people's house for a satyr every year, and the the people who organize it, um, the husband just sent out like it, the information for a zoom, but I'm not going to like, I don't really want to participate in that Seder. Um, but no, two of them are friends. And then one of them is being organized through a synagogue here in LA that I'm not a member of, but I go to a lot. Um, and they're doing, they're doing something tonight that I'm not participating in, but they're, <clears throat> that's with like community members. Like you could sign up to be sort of like assigned to a Seder, which is kind of cool. Oh, um, that is cool. Yeah. I chose not to participate in that. <laughs> um, um, and I'm going to do, they're doing one tomorrow night, um, led by the Cantor figure at, at the synagogue. So I don't know. It should be fun. Um, one of the ones tonight is like very organized. Like they are assigning people parts of the Haggadah and everyone will have a reading. And they originally asked for people to like share recipes so everyone could make the same meal. And I emailed the organizer and I was like, look, I could not get this together to like do a recipe. Can I just do the part where we read the Haggadah? And she was like, totally. I didn't mean to imply that like it had to be a big thing. Um, so yeah, so that's what's happening. Oh, I, and that sounds really, you know, I'm sure it will be memorable in its own way. Yes, it will certainly be memorable. And I'm just, you know, just trying to take from the story of Passover that nothing lasts forever. And it can seem like you're wandering in the desert for a very long time, but it's actually only 40 years. So, yeah, so you know, what you're saying is this. Like, yeah, I feel like <laughs> that's a very good lesson to take away. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I'd love to hear how, how our listeners celebrated or didn't celebrate Passover and how they're feeling about it. And also Easter coming up. I'm curious how people are doing Easter. I'll tell you all about our Easter later. I can't wait. So, well, let's hear from some listeners. Um, we have a voicemail, Kate, that is basically directed to you. Oh, yeah. I, le- I heard this and I was like, I feel good about myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's play this voicemail. Here we go. Hey, Kate and Dory. Um, it's Lily here in the Pacific Northwest. And it's Tuesday. Um, I was just listening to hear for you. And I wanted to pause the pod and call to say, um, Kate, it's so refreshing to hear people being honest about the overwhelm and the grief and the intensity. Balancing anything right now feels like a hat trick. 
um, regardless of all of our circumstance. And hearing other people talk honestly about that suffering is really comforting. You sort of alluded to the fact that you're making a podcast meant for um, the comfort of others. And I just want to assure you that the thing that we all love about what you both do is your honesty. So lots of love. Here's to honesty. Bye. Here's to honesty. Here's to honesty. I appreciate that. I think that also falls in line with like the old saying, it's okay to not be okay, right? Like we can, we don't always yeah. have to, to be okay. I mean, that was, that was what I called the episode the other day. You know, Dory, you're a wizard. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you, Lily. That was, that was a really lovely voicemail and a really nice reminder for both of us. Yeah. Um, so the other day we heard from a listener named Dan who was feeling guilty about working from home while their coworkers were in the office and said that they had respiratory issues and that their father also had pre-existing conditions and that was why they weren't working from the office, but they still feel guilty about it. So we heard from a few people about this. Um, and I mean, the overwhelming consensus was like, don't feel guilty. But we got one email from a woman um, in the UK who said she's a manager for a company that makes hand sanitizers and hand wash. So, you know, they're considered essential. And she writes, we need to have people continually in the lab to ensure we can keep our factories producing. We do have some coworkers who are high risk and therefore can't come into the lab. And even with all the stress we're all feeling, no one is upset at all that they aren't able to help out in person. We're actually more concerned that they take care of themselves and they in turn are helping in any way they can. So the previous emailer should not feel guilty as everyone understands and ultimately just wants everyone to stay healthy. And she, uh, Melissa is her name. And she also adds, love the pod and shout out to my friend Tara in Connecticut, if she's listening. So shout out Tara. Um, um, I love yes. this, this other listener spot response. Yes. From Sophie. This is a, a more sort of structural response, if can you I, will. Can I read a little bit of this? Oh yes, email? please do. They write, one thing I hope this pandemic absolutely destroys forever is this notion that your primary and most important identity is worker, employee, cog, and capitalist machine, and that any other identity you might have needs to be kept invisible and silent. You are so much more than an employee. You are a friend, a person with respiratory challenges, a soul, and probably 22 other things I can't name because I don't know you, but... Do not feel guilty for prioritizing these other identities during a terrifying global crisis. Now is the time to tend to them and nurture them. We should all try to keep working as much as is needed to make money and keep our jobs, but employers excuse me, also really need to lower their expectations of their workers and recognize that people are traumatized, scared, stretched way too thin, struggling to be productive, and many are being asked to wear five or six different full-time hats right now, which is completely unsustainable and unfair. Remember who else you are. You are not your work. And I guarantee you, your company is not fretting about whether you're happy and comfortable anywhere near as much as you're fretting about it. Release yourself from self from any guilt. This obsession with nonstop professional productivity, no matter the apocalyptic circumstances is sick and misguided. And if we individually start to lead by example, by resisting this messed up conception of work, it will catch on and hopefully affect a permanent shift in thinking when we all emerge from this awful time Yes. I just got a little fired up there at the end. 
Yes, Sophie, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you for this. Our, this was, our culture is is insane. Yeah, this was actually something my my father told me many years ago when I was having like a massive anxiety attack about quitting a job and feeling guilty. And my father was like, I guarantee you, like organizations are not do not feel guilty when they have to lay people off. Like it is okay to leave to do something else. And I was like, Oh, I've never thought about thought about it that way. And I feel like Sophie's kind of making a similar point. Like, they're not sitting there, like the organ, like a giant organization where, you know, like, let it go. Yeah. I'm rambling. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. (sighs) Thank you. All All right. right. Next. So we've been hearing from a lot of listeners with kids and we both have kids. Um, So apologies if things have seemed a little skewed towards people who have kids, but we have heard from several listeners who are living alone and wanted to talk about their circumstances. And so we are happy to be talking about this as well. Um, All right. This first email is from Deirdre. She writes, thank you for your daily podcast. It is nice to have something not news related that still acknowledges what is happening. I was wondering if you would be doing an episode on social isolation. I live by myself and I'm almost through my third jigsaw puzzle and there are no more to be found on the internet. I live in Seattle and work in tech where we have been working from home over a month now and the governor has extended at least another month. I'm looking for non-screen activities since even though it's been great to Zoom with friends, I also Zoom all day for work and need some non-screen entertainment that is accessible with so many e-commerce sites focusing on essentials. I'm also looking for some support for those of us who don't know when we're going to get a hug again or talk to someone face-to-face who is not a delivery person. Oh, Deirdre. I think about this a lot, how even at the points where I'm so annoyed with my family, how lucky I am to have other humans in the house with me right now, mm-hmm. just for human contact. Um, so Deirdre, this yeah. sounds freaking hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. And I, I would love to hear from other people who are self-isolating alone um, because obviously Dory and I are not, so we don't have experience with this but it sounds really hard on that kind of physical and emotional level and then also like activities that aren't just staring at other people on screens or playing totally totally um well we did actually get a suggestion from a listener named christina for a project called the isolation journals it's a 30-day creativity project set up by the author Suleika Jawad and you sign up for the newsletter and each day a new writing prompt is sent to you coming from a special featured writer artist or musician and she said it's been amazing and she feels like it's been been this like great creative outlet for her um so we'll link to it in the show notes but the url is Suleika Jawad uh, forward slash the hyphen isolation hyphen journals. Um, so that sounds like a great, a great project. Yeah. That's a fun idea. I, um, yeah, I like Selika. She's a really, I follow her on Instagram. Oh, well, great Instagram. You. follow. Look at me, but I'm not doing, <laughs> I'm not doing this project, but I think it's really, it sounds really cool. It does sound really cool. Um, Okay, this next email is from Marie, and we just want to give a heads up that she does talk about um, an eating disorder in this email. Uh, Kate, do you want to read it? 
Sure. I live alone and we have been in confinement for three weeks here. She's in Montreal. I have an eating disorder, anorexia to be precise. I'm 36 and have been living with this for nine years. Now, I am not an unhappy person despite this. Although I'm healthy per se, I have a job and a fantastic family. The idea of confinement when it was first announced absolutely terrified me. Confinement means facing my biggest fears. Lack of gym, one of my worst nightmares originally. Isolation and fear of falling back into, into depression. Fear of staying home with my fears, my body my thoughts, lack of structure, people with ED strive on structure, lack of feeling of control, anxiety, seclusion, seeing people hoarding food and making recipes while I can barely convince myself to eat a whole apple. Everything about this is or should have been my absolute nightmare. But faced with this crisis, I am somehow learning to deal. I have found alternatives to my gym by exercising in the apartment, basement or outside. I have imposed some form of structure because thankfully I still have a job. I am talking to friends and family members. Somehow I am finding ways to be okay. It is reassuring, and yes, every day is a bit of a trial. I'm discovering a side of myself that is capable of adapting. All of this to say, I'm giving a shout out to people who, like me, have an eating disorder and suffer from a mental health problem. It's tough, but seek as much help as you can. Find alternatives. I know how hard it is, but try to make your mind adjust as much as we seek to have control over things all the time. Mm. What yeah. a what an important perspective. Yeah, there has been um some stuff written about about this and how um self-isolation is um how it is especially hard and the way it affects people dealing with eating disorders. So thank you for sharing your experience. We really appreciate hearing from you. Um and then We have one more email from Sierra who has another kind of twist on self-isolation. All right. I'm uh, well, first she says that the podcast has become a routine in her life and she likes to play Stardew Valley while I listen, which I highly recommend in these times as a game that makes you feel calm yet productive and is full of kind and caring characters. Dory, can I just say people have recommended this game to me as an alternative to Animal Crossing. So oh, it's supposed to be good. Well, look at that. Um, all right. I'm interested to hear if any other listeners are having a similar experience to me. I live in the Bay Area and have been sheltering in place with my partner since mid-March. We're both in our 20s, but he has diabetes, which makes him extra vulnerable to this virus. So we've been being very careful. However, the other day I had to go to an essential medical appointment. And on the way there, I'm pretty sure I was exposed to the virus. It was pretty upsetting. I spent a long time trying to decide what to do. I could never live with myself if I contributed to my boyfriend getting sick or dying. I have so much anxiety about this sort of thing, even in non-pandemic times. So it's not fun to be living in a time where your worst anxieties are being sort of validated. After talking it over, we decided that the best thing for me to do would be to rent our neighbor's Airbnb apartment for the next two weeks and quarantine myself there until we can be sure I'm not sick. It's totally separate from the unit the neighbor lives in, so I don't have to have any contact with him. Today, I moved my stuff over there and said a sad and distant goodbye to my boyfriend. I feel like this was the best decision under the circumstances, and I feel very privileged that we were able to afford it. But now that I'm settling in for my first night alone, I'm feeling pretty sad and lonely. But then I feel ungrateful because I know that a lot of healthcare workers are going through the exact same thing. I got laid off as soon as this mess started, so I don't even have to try to do work. But I'm faced with a sad prospect of entertaining myself for the next two weeks. I also feel weird about being in this unfamiliar apartment where things smell weird. I don't know how clean certain things are, a major anxiety trigger for me. 
I was wondering if you have any other recommendations for podcasts that would make me feel more calm and less alone right now. Obviously yours is the best. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I would also be interested to know if any of your listeners are going through the same kind of thing. And I'd love to connect with fellow people who are quarantining away from home, quarantine within a quarantine. So meta. Anyway, thanks for reading and venting about this does make me feel a little better. All the best, Sierra. Mm. That is tough. Yeah, that is really hard. I, I I know many people who are quarantining away from partners for various reasons, um, most because their partners work or they work in a medical field but or an essential field. Um, but quarantining not in a place that's familiar to you sounds extra hard but also really close to where you live like she's at a neighbor's airbnb so she's like close to her apartment but can't go there and like the smells are different and the bed is different yeah that's that's hard i I can see how that would be so unsettling yep 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 uh um do we have any other recommendations for podcasts you know we've heard from a couple listeners about brene brown's podcast um, yeah, sp- I have not personally listened to it, so I cannot personally endorse it, but people seem to really like it. Um, um Cheryl Strayed also has a new podcast with the New York times that, um, it's not, she's interviewing other writers about like their lives, I believe. And kind of like, mm. it, it's different from dear sugar. Um, I have not I have not listened to it either. Honestly, I have found it hard to listen to podcasts right now. Um, but it's called Sugar Calling. And it's I think the first one is a um, her talking to George Saunders. Oh, nice. And yeah. Brene Brown's podcast is called Unlocking Us. Um, and then Emily Gordon and Kumail Nanjani have a podcast called Staying In that um, is, I, again, have not had time to listen to it. But people seem to also really enjoy i listened to the Um, first episode it was great oh good okay so kate can endorse it i mean how can you not enjoy them they're so like charming and and i know they're wonderful they're so delightful um and then we mentioned this on another episode but um samin nosrat has a new podcast called home cooking that is delightful um, and then, of course, I'm going to put in a plug for my favorite podcast, Phoebe Reads a Mystery. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I'm just going to find a way to mention it every episode. <laughs> That's fair. You love it. <laughs> I do. It's like, it's so calming. Um, so, Sierra, best of luck to you. We'll be thinking of you. And if other listeners have ideas, we would love to hear them. Yeah. All right, Kate, should we get to the word of the day? Word of the day, Dory. It's escape. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm hungering for today. I just need an escape. So find find yours in whatever way you can. Mm. I, 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 yes, I'm going to try this. Yeah. And we'll share, um, we'll share our escapes. What are we using for escaping right now? Let's share them tomorrow. I can't wait to hear what people are doing. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. I did, I did morning yoga this morning and that was kind of an escape. I a hundred percent feel like exercise is an escape. Your brain, your brain kind of just relaxes from all the yep. stuff it's thinking about. Totally. Yes, you did it. You nailed it. Thank you. Um, and do you want to also talk about the activity for the day? Yes. I want to suggest <laughs> that everyone tune in to John Krasinski's Some Good News show. It is online on YouTube 
And I believe it's the second episode. Uh, I'm not, I think he's done two so far, but on the second, there is a young, like nine year old Hamilton fan who is not going to get to see Hamilton because of um, being, you know, self quarantined or self isolating. And so the entire Hamilton cast appears on Zoom to sing the opening number from Hamilton. And I cried. And look, I'm not even like the world's biggest Hamilton stan. You know, I, I enjoy it. But I was, this. everybody starts pop, like first Lin-Manuel Miranda pops up and she gets so excited and he's super chill. And then all of a sudden, like the song starts and then the cast members keep popping or the actor cast members, the actors keep popping up. And it's like massive chills until everybody's on stage in the grid imagery on zoom i mean it's just great i loved it i loved it so much i have chills talking about it right now so link in the show notes enjoy it and i you know what kudos to john krasinski for trying something new and making a show that's positive yeah i like good job john krasinski yeah (laughs) fellow massachusetts native yes from my rival high school Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he went to Newton North, I think. Or maybe uh-huh. he went to Newton South. Whatever. He's from Newton. He's from Newton. Shout out Our rivals. Yep. And hey, John Krasinski, <laughs> call in to this pod. We know you're listening. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that just about does it for today. And we will talk to you tomorrow. And please remember, we are here for you. Bye, everybody. Bye.